Hey, Walker, you know, my mom always wanted something for Christmas, but she never got it. You know what that was? Silent night. My, my sibling and I were quite loud. Anyway, welcome back to the Through the Eyes of Jesus podcast. My name is Isaiah Leininger. Joining me today, as always, is my good friend, Walker Howell. And today we have a very, very special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself for those at home. That's right. There is no guest. It's just Walker and I today. So uh, we hope you don't mind. Hi, my name is Walker. I'm a guest on this podcast. Yeah, you might as well be. <laughs> uh we, we we decided to do this episode just the two of us it's been a while since the two of us have just been able to uh sit and do an episode together uh, and so we came up with this idea and we were like you know what we're just gonna do this the two of us it's and our so, gift yeah it's, it's our gift for ourselves right because <laughs> yeah. we, we gotta treat ourselves anyway <laughs> this is why this is why we're not allowed to just do it solo because we ha we have a fear of embarrassing ourselves in front of our guests but now there's no guests so we're just ourselves anyway as you might have been able to tell by that goofy little introduction we are talking about the idea of christmas today on this episode it's the holiday season it's right around the corner as we record this episode it's just less than a few weeks away until the big man comes to town actually it's a day away whenever this is published yeah well when, when this is published <laughs> right uh when this is published it'll come out right you, in your christmas you should be baking your cookies and getting your milk ready for santa <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we're, of course, a few weeks ahead of y'all, so I guess you could say we're time travelers. But anyway, <laughs> we, we, we wanted to do an episode celebrating the holiday season. But uh, when, we, when we talked about this, we, we know that there's a lot of controversy surrounding Christmas, especially for us as Christians, which is kind of ironic that Christians have a problem with Christmas. But here we are. <laughs> Nonetheless. Nonetheless. <laughs> and so... The, the problem or the question or the controversy, whatever the word that you want to use there, it really stems from the question of should Christians celebrate Christmas? And there's really two main points that people who, who raise this question make. And I'm sure there's a lot of other arguments that could be made against, against Christmas from a Christian perspective. Uh, but the two main ones that we've seen in our lives and our experiences are is the fact that uh, it stems from a pagan holiday and that Jesus wasn't really born on Christmas. And Walker, you know, are these things true? Do, do, do these claims really have any merit at all? Well, I mean, whenever we first considered the idea if it was a pagan holiday or not, I mean, we could take uh, our the old teacher's approach and say, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, many Christians left pagan idolatry to follow Jesus, and rightfully so. Um, but perhaps they brought some of their old traditions with them. Um, and incorporated it into their new way of life. But in all reality, it doesn't really matter um, because even if it does have pagan roots, there is nothing uh, in the Bible forbidding Christmas trees or exchanging gifts at this time of the year. And so it just goes back to the whole idea of like, you know, does the kitchen belong in the church building? Well, I mean, the Bible doesn't say that it can't be in the church building. So uh, why not have it in the church building? I mean, have share good meals. Why can't we have a Christmas tree? The Bible doesn't say we can't have a yeah. Christmas tree. It, it really goes back to the idea of, is it beneficial? Yeah. Right. Paul talked about that in, in his epistle to the, to the church at Corinth. Right. He said, I can do all things, but doesn't mean that they're good. Right. Right. We as humans, we have the free will to do whatever we want. We have the free will to do whatever we choose. And we need to make sure that we use that free will in the right way, that we do things that will benefit us and benefit the people around us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, we, we don't want to be a stumbling block to somebody, right? right? We don't, we don't want to uh, do something 
just because we think it's right that may hurt someone else right and, and paul uses the example of of eating meat that was sacrificed to idols in a couple different of his epistles i think in the church at corinth and maybe even to the church at rome as well you know this this whole idea was going around about you know how the the marketplaces that were selling meat they would sell meat that had been first sacrificed to a pagan god and to and to some christians who had left that pagan idolatry like walker had mentioned that was really really difficult to see yeah because it reminded them of their sinful past of when they weren't worshiping god when they were worshiping these false gods and doing all these things that they knew were wrong mm -hmm. at least they knew now was wrong right and they look at that and they say i i can't do it mm -hmm. i can't buy meat from that vendor i can't eat that meat because it reminds me of my old way of life while other christians even other pagan you know other christians who used to be pagans they didn't have that problem it's meat you know meat's meat i want to eat so let's eat meat <laughs> And so, you know, Paul was writing to, to these Christians because some Christians were doing things that, that were causing other Christians to falter. Right. Uh, you know, some Christians, they looked at that, that idea of eating meat. They said, I can't do that. That's my old way of life. That's something that I used to do. I can't do that anymore. And then they would see their brother and sister in Christ doing that exact same thing. And it would hurt them. It would confuse them. They would say, what, what's going on here? am I allowed to do this? Am I not allowed to do this? Are they sending it? Am I sending it by not doing this? Right. Right. And so we don't want to cause someone that we love to stumble. Yeah. Right. Jesus said it's, it's better for someone to have a millstone thrown around his neck and, and toss him into the ocean than to make one of the little children stumble. Yeah. We don't want to do that. And so if truly Christmas is, is something that, you know, causes one of your brothers or sisters in Christ to stumble, then that's something that you and that person need to think about very, very deeply. Why is it causing them to stumble? What can you do to still maybe celebrate and be festive about this holiday season without interfering with their soul? Because that's really what it boils down to. It's interfering with their soul and their journey towards heaven. And so, like Walker said, you know, this, this does it really matter? No. Not really. Do, do we have anything about, is there anything about Christmas itself, about exchanging gifts or, or decorating your house or singing carols? Is there anything like that that is forbidden in the Bible? Not to my knowledge, at least. And if there is, please let me know because I don't want to do it if the Bible says I shouldn't do it. Right. But at the same point in time, I don't see anything in there that yeah. forbids celebrating Christmas the way that we in America celebrate it today. There, there's nothing morally wrong with it. And there's nothing that uh, I think I don't think Christ would have an issue with it, considering that, you know, ultimately the idea around Christmas is bringing glory and honor to him. And so I don't think it'd be uh, an issue in Christ's eyes to celebrate a holiday that ultimately, you know, is centered around his birth, is centered around what he's done for us. And I think, um, you know, it raises the big question, you know, the question that a lot of people ask and a lot of people actually believe that was Jesus born on Christmas? And um, and once again, we'll take the same stance that we took on the pagan holiday approach. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. It was, scripture was never clear regarding uh, whether or not when Jesus was born. But I really think it's uh, regardless or I, I really think it's unimportant. Uh, of when Jesus is, was born. The fact is, is that Jesus was born. And so that's the greatest thing that we need to keep in mind because without Jesus being born, no matter what day he was born on, we wouldn't have the salvation. We wouldn't have the blessings. We wouldn't have all the things that we have today.
Yeah, absolutely. You know, and just kind of thinking about that a little bit, I, I agree with you, Walker. It is pointless to try and determine when Jesus was born the exact day because A, the Romans use a different calendar than we do. You know, the different days and the months and, and years, they look different than they do now in our system. But also, just the simple fact, like you said, the Bible doesn't tell us. Um, we can speculate based on some passages like Luke chapter 2 and verse 8 that tell us that the shepherds were out in the field at night with their sheep. So that's probably not something they would do during the winter when it's cold. But, I mean, other than that, we don't really know a whole lot. Some people will say springtime. Some people will say fall or harvest or in the summer. Some people, again, will, will say that it's December 25th. We don't know. That's just kind of the day that has been selected traditionally to think about his birth mm -hmm. and to think about the fact that his mother was a virgin. This was a, a miracle, an immaculate birth, an, uh, the immaculate conception, if you will. And to think about the fact that through this, you know, what, what most people consider an unimportant young Jewish woman in an unimportant small town in an unimportant country came forth the savior of the entire world. And so when we think about these these questions, these these qualms that some people have about celebrating Christmas, you know, and, and thinking about, you know, the potential pagan roots that this holiday may have and some of the traditions that we we celebrate may have some some pagan background or or the the idea that Jesus wasn't really born on December 25th. And so we shouldn't celebrate it because that's not when he was born. I think if we get caught up on those two things, we miss a lot of the importance of the holiday, like you were saying earlier, Walker. You know, if we if we sit here and we say and we and we cause such a stink and we we make a fuss about, you know, oh, well, Christmas trees used to be a pagan thing or, well, Jesus wasn't really born on December 25th. Then not only are we just causing division by bringing these things up and, and making them important, but we're losing sight of what's truly important, what's truly important. Uh, it's kind of become a cliche at this point, but it's true that Jesus is the reason for the season. Yeah, right. And so when we think about these things, we have to make sure that we think about them in the context of, yes, these things may be important, and yes, they could be a stumbling block to people, but what's truly important here? What I mean, and, you know, knowing what day Jesus is born is not going to help us get into heaven. Like, you know, it's not, no, not going to be a test. Yeah, it's not going to be a test. God's not going to quiz us, and he's not going to ask us, like, how many animals did Moses bring on the ark or... <laughs> <laughs> when was Jesus born? You know, he, he's not going to ask questions like that. It, it, your, your salvation is based upon your faith. Um, and it's based upon your obedience to him. Isaiah got a really good kick out of that. Uh, joke for, a, because, for, uh, a, for, for, for context, uh, <laughs> the, the, the answer to that question is zero, but a lot, a lot of people know that. <laughs> it was a test question on one of our tests in one of our classes. And so, um, that a lot of people got wrong and yes. I find that very funny, yeah. but anyways, Besides the point, regardless, God's not going to quiz us based upon uh, what we may think uh, is the right thing or what we may think is the wrong thing. Rather, God is just curious about or he's more uh, worried about our obedience to him and how we've lived our life and how we've used it to glorify him and whether we've done what it takes or not to become a faithful and obedient Christian. If we've if we've done what he's asked us to do, if we lived authentically, if we lived um, according to his will, if we've followed the steps of salvation, you know, it's it's uh it's that's what he's looking for it's not whether or not you believe jesus was born on christmas or uh whether um you think that christmas trees belong in the house or not he's not care he's not so much worried about um your doctrine regarding christmas he's worried about your soul and where you stand with him
Yeah, absolutely. You know, and just, again, this is supposed to be a time of joy. It's supposed to be a time of Thanksgiving. I know that was a couple of weeks ago now, but this is this these last couple months of the year, they're supposed to be the best time of the year. And for a lot of people, they are. And for a lot of people, it's not. And th that can be for a variety of reasons. But but one of them is because we get so stuck on the divisions that Christmas brings instead of the unity that it's supposed to bring. Right. And we do that with a lot of different things. You know, we, we create divisions where there shouldn't be. We make, you know, things that don't really matter. Uh, matter. Matter, right? <laughs> uh, the, the old saying is we make mountains out of molehills. Yeah. Right? When we truly consider what's important about Christmas, it's not should I hang a Christmas tree up? Should there be an angel at the top of the Christmas tree? You know, should I exchange gifts with my family? Should I take a vacation? You can think about all those things if you want to, but again, truly, as cliche as the saying is, Jesus is the reason for the, se for the season. Yeah. And so when we think about Christmas, when we think about this time of year, what's important for us to remember? That's the that's really the question that it should come down to. What what are we try, trying to celebrate? What are we trying to remember about this holiday? And I think Walker, you've already pointed it out. The biggest thing that we should remember is that Christ was born. Yeah. It doesn't matter what day he was born. It doesn't matter uh, you know what how we how we choose to celebrate his birth. In fact, the Bible never actually tells us to celebrate his birth. Right. right. We see people celebrating his birth, like the shepherds and the wise men and the angels. And truly, I, I think it's something that should be celebrated because that's God's way of putting a savior on the earth for me. Mm -hmm. That's worth celebrating. Right. We don't have to celebrate it, though. But we choose this time of year to celebrate the birth of Christ, not necessarily because he was born, but because of what he did in his life. Mm. All right. Christ was born to a virgin in the right time, right? Uh, Paul said that in Romans chapter five, at the right time, God sent Jesus to die for the ungodly. And that's really what's important yeah. is that God sent Jesus to die. Mm -hmm. um, we, we sing a song sometimes with the lyrics, you lived to die. That, that was his purpose. Yeah. He came down to earth to live as a man and to die as a man while still maintaining his full deity. But death could not hold him. Death could not hold him. Exactly. He he died, he was buried, and he rose again. That's what 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is talking all about. Mm -hmm. How uh, and, and Paul providing this this defense of the resurrection and providing evidence of the resurrection of Jesus. The birth of Christ, yes, that's incredibly important. But if Jesus didn't die on the cross, then he was just another good man. Even if he truly was the son of God and, and was born of a virgin, if he didn't die on the cross, what was his life worth? Mm -hmm. And I don't say that to try and demean some of the other things that Jesus did in his life, his ministry, his teachings, his healings, his miracles. I'm not trying to devalue that. But what I'm saying is in terms of my salvation, in terms of my soul and the souls of every person who's ever lived on this earth, mm -hmm. Jesus lived a perfect, sinless life and was sacrificed on the cross for me. That's the thing that that's the thing to remember here. And and truly, you know, we're supposed to remember that all the time. Uh, we tend to remember it now a little bit more than we usually do, and especially we tend to remember it a little bit more around Easter than we normally do. Mm -hmm. But at the same point in time, 
you know, just it's it's the simple fact of the matter that Christmas is a time where people think about Jesus. And, and, you know, we should not only celebrate his birth today, but we should celebrate it uh, every day. I mean, every day is a day that we celebrate or we should celebrate Jesus's birth. We should celebrate his death, his resurrection. All these things are vitally important and it's foundational to our belief as Christians because um, without his death, his burial and resurrection, what's the point in Christianity to begin with? And so these are these are things that shape our belief that are the foundation of our faith, or at least they should be. And so these are these are core components that we have to understand. We have to believe we need to celebrate and give glory and honor to him because we're definitely not deserving of any of these things whatsoever. Um, and the holiday season, especially Christmas, is a time that I think is a great evangelistic opportunity because everyone's minds, or at least for the most part, I, I make a, a, a bold assumption in saying everyone, but most people, most people's minds uh, are on Jesus. They're on him and they're thinking about him. And so even those who may not even think about Jesus often on a day-to-day -day basis are probably thinking about Jesus whenever it comes to Christmas, because he, again, is the reason for the season. And so um, it's a great opportunity to go and to talk to people about Jesus because uh, a lot of people are already focused on him, um, and we should uh, take advantage of that opportunity and not let it go to waste uh, because of whether or not um, we believe that this is uh, the the reason why we should celebrate or whatever the case may be. We shouldn't let some, you know, uh, insignificant, um, uh, you know, um, date or insignificant um, belief prevent us from celebrating uh, the one who's given us everything that we ever need. Yeah. And, you know, we as Christians, we kind of have a tendency to look down on CEOs. And I, I don't mean, you know, corporate executive officers who work in businesses. I, I'm referring to the Christmas and Easter only crowd, mm. right? I've the, never heard that before. Really? Yeah. No. So that, that's a phrase that I, I've heard of some back home. Because I definitely thought you were talking about chief executive officers. <laughs> and I was curious where you were going with that. No, no. Uh, Christmas and Easter only. Oh, okay. The, the, the kind of people who only come to church once or twice a year yeah. on what they consider important religious holidays. Mm -hmm. We kind of look down on them uh, for not being sincere in their faith, not having a, a great, uh, you know, not living the way that they should, maybe not being at worship and not attending services like they should. And obviously worship attendance is important. Right. We've done episodes about that in the past. You can go listen to those if you want after this. But I think like Walker said, instead of getting so caught up on Oh, well, they're only here because they think Jesus was born today. And wow, aren't they dumb? You know, that's not the attitude that we should have ever for any reason. Right. Instead, we should be grateful for the fact that they decided to come today. Mm. They may not have been there the past couple of weeks. They may not have been there since April. Right. But they're here now. Mm -hmm. Use that opportunity that God has given you. Clearly, he's at work in their lives in some way. Yeah, he's brought them to the building for some reason. Right, so. exactly. So it, I, at, at that point, it's no longer, you know, they're only here because it's Christmas. We don't have to go seek them out in the community and, like, try to, you know, initiate conversations with them. They're there in the church building Absolutely. to initiate a conversation Absolutely. with. Absolutely. And so that is uh, such a great opportunity to talk to people about Jesus and not just his birth. Mm -hmm. Like we think about at Christmas time with, you know, baby Jesus in the manger, you know, the, the nativity scene that you see a lot of congregations, uh, you know, have outside of their building with, with you know, the wise men and the animals there in the barn and, and, and you know, Mary, the mother of Jesus and, and Joseph and all those, all those other things that you would see in a nativity scene. Not, not just talk to them about 
how Jesus was born. But talk about the fact that about why he was born. You know, if we look in the scriptures, especially in places like Luke and Matthew and the beginning of their gospels, we find why Jesus was born. Uh, when we look at uh, Luke chapter 1, we see an angel appearing to Mary, the mother of Jesus, and tells her the news that she's going to conceive, even though she's a virgin, and call his name Jesus. And Mary is, is over, overwhelmed with this news. Um, she's, she's shocked, but she's told that the child who will be born, he'll be called holy, the son of God. If we look in, uh, in Matthew's account, Matthew chapter 1, excuse me, uh, we see in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23 that they were to call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Matthew chapter 1 verse 21, he will save his people from their sins. That's why Jesus was born. So don't just talk to the people about the fact that Jesus was born to a virgin in the town of Bethlehem, just like you know, the Old Testament prophecies have told us they would. But Jesus was born for a reason. Very, very important reason. So that those, those CEOs, those Christmas and Easter only people, yes, they may not be at church services like they should. Yes, they may not be living the way that they should. But in all reality, am I? Mm. You know? Yeah. And so when we when we're able to take a step back and Matthew seven principle, you know, right, exactly before you try to pull out the log in someone else's eye, or before you try to pull out the speck in someone else's eye, consider the log in your own eye. Right. I mean, we're so quick to cast judgment on those who we think are doing wrong, but even then within ourselves, are we even there for the right reasons? Because yeah. it can be so easy for us who go to church day week in and week out to get just get into the habit of you know going to church because you know we need to go to church rather than going to church because. I desire to love the Lord, my God, with all of my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength. And so that's the reason why I'm going to church, not because I'm going to church because, you know, hey, hey, Jesus, checking in for the week, you know, that sort of philosophy. And so whenever we come to church, we have this opportunity to remember, you know, uh, really um, think about John 3 and verse 16 It's the opportunity that we get to come together and really consider the true impact that Christ has had not only in our lives, but in the whole world and uh, the meaning of his sacrifice. And I think it's just so beautiful. Uh, did yeah. you have something else? To add well, I was just going to throw in a quick plug to yeah. our episode that we did with Sawyer Reed about worshiping inten intentionally. Yeah. And also our episode with Caleb Norwood about uh, attendance. Mm -hmm. Both of those, I think those episodes will be very beneficial in this conversation. Uh, so go ahead and check those out afterwards if you haven't already. But like we've been saying, Christmas, if we get stuck on, you know, the possibility of, of pagan roots, whether there is or not, I, I don't know for certain. Uh, I'm sure there's evidence one way or another that says it is or it isn't. Uh, but to my knowledge, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Was Jesus born on December 25th? Maybe that he was, maybe he wasn't. I don't know. It's not relevant. Exactly. If we get stuck on those two things or any other conflict that arises with celebrating Christmas instead of remembering why this holiday even exists in the first place. Mm -hmm. And again, talking not just about the fact that Jesus was born, but talking about why he was born. He was born to save us from our sins. Christmas becomes a whole lot more important. 
than just, oh, I hope I get some chocolate in my stocking mm. or I hope I get that new gadget for Christmas. Or I hope I get a new car. Right. Yeah. It's it's not about the presents. We've we've incorporated gift giving into into Christmas. And and I think gift giving is I think it, it can hold um it can serve as a uh, maybe a reminder for the greatest gift that we've been given. You know, if we're given gifts or if we've been given gifts by someone, then we know that ultimately we've also been given a gift by someone greater than anyone else on this earth, and that's Jesus. And um and I think John three sixteen demonstrates that beautifully. Um, you know. I'm, I'm going to read it uh, just as it is to begin with. And then I want to go back through and uh, just maybe give you a different perspective regarding John three sixteen. For God's love the world that he gave his only begotten son and that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, let's take this and let's, you know, sort of break it down um, and just take it section by section or phrase by phrase, I should say. Whenever we consider the words for God, I think it should remind us that he is the greatest giver, the one who's given us uh, all that we've ever needed, all that uh, more than we've ever needed. And he's the ultimate one who uh, gives generously and continues to give on a day to day basis. And because he gives, um, he does it out of love and he's so loved. And that's the greatest action that he could ever do. Uh, greater love has no more than this than for one to lay down his life for his friends. John 15, 13. Uh, love is just this tremendous uh, monumental action that Christ showed for us. And it's not just a superficial type love um, or it's not the, just this fake love, but rather it's a real, it's a genuine, it's, all, it's an authentic type love uh, that has uh, so much value and so much meaning. And it's so moving and it's so hard to incorporate in our lives. Um, but he, he didn't just love anything. Uh, he loved the world. He loved you. He loved I. He loved uh, everything that he created in this world from the animals to the seas to everything, even us as human beings. Um, and I believe that the world demonstrates the greatest number of people. Um, and because he loved the world, uh, he, he demonstrated the greatest act of humility. And that's where we incorporate the phrase that he um, because he definitely did not have to do any of this. Rather, he humbled himself in Philippians 2, verses 1 through 8, and decided that he was willingly going to give up his son, give up uh, the one that he loved for our sins. And that's where we get the phrase, gave his only begotten son, which is the greatest gift that we could ever be given. Um, and he has, again, freely given us this gift. Um, and he does this uh, in the hopes that we might believe in him. And this is the greatest reassurance, uh, the fact that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And everlasting life is the greatest reward, especially whenever we spend it with the Heavenly Father in heaven. And it is just so amazing, uh, the impact and the meaning that John 3.16 carries. And oftentimes we may just throw around the verse and we may quote, you may hear it quoted from time to time, or you may even know it yourself. But whenever we truly step back and examine the significance of this verse and the meaning and the impact that it carries, it transforms our it transforms our lives and it gives us a new perspective on Jesus. It gives us a new perspective on how we should not only approach worship, but how we should approach our everyday life in general. Yeah. And so just to kind of sum up with what Walker just said, God, the greatest giver, loved and did the greatest action ever performed to the greatest number of people. That he possibly could, which is the entire world. So this this great giver performed this great action for this great number of people, but it was a great act of humility. 
with this great gift and this great reassurance to provide us with a great reward. How great is our God? Amen. You know, just as we kind of wrap up this episode, I know this one's been a, a little bit shorter. You're probably our, thankful for that. Yeah, well, that's, that's our <laughs> gift to you, listeners. You only have to listen to us for 20 minutes today instead of, you know, 55. But anyway, as we sort of wrap up this episode here, yes, Christmas, it's been misconstrued, and you know, we, we may not always have the right motives, and we may not always do the right things for the right reasons at Christmas time. We may, we may allow certain things, certain, you know, controversies or, or certain material possessions or, or conflict to creep in and allow us to lose sight of what's truly important here. But I know for me, at least being able to sit down and, and think and reflect on this has been good for me mm-hmm. uh, just to just remember why we celebrate Christmas. It's not about the gifts. It's not about the decorations. It's not about the fun songs or, del- or the delicious food or even the time with family that we get to spend. It's to remember that God loved us so much that he wanted us to be with him in heaven for all eternity. I don't, there, I don't know if I can have the words to really describe what that looks like. To have a love so strong that you never want to be separated from someone ever for all eternity, even though they have failed you time and time and time again. That's the love that God has for us. And he sent his son to show us that love. And I think that's just all that we have time for today. We appreciate you guys at home. We hope you have a very Merry Christmas and that you always remember the reason for the season that we are in currently. Uh, If you have any questions or have any comments about this episode or anything else that we've said in another episode, or you just have a question for us in general about the scriptures, we would love to be able to talk with you about them. Uh, If we don't know the answer, we'll try to find someone who can help us understand the answer. I've got a lot of great resources around us here on this campus. If there's anything that we can do for you at home, uh, just let us know, and we will try our best to help you in any way that we can. Uh, Walker, thank you so much for uh, for being here today uh, and for doing all the work that you do behind the scenes. I know I say that a lot, but truly, y'all, I don't think you guys know how much he does behind the scenes. And so just thank you, Walker, for all that you do and for making me look good. That's not an easy task. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, this is why I threatened to kick you to a moon in a, in a recent yeah, episode. Uh, oh, that was fun. That was good times. Anyway. <laughs> you won't get to hear that episode until the future, but. <laughs> nope. That'll come out. That'll come out. Uh, uh, well, is it? Is that knows? one already come out? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. You may have heard him threaten me in other ways before. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go ahead and close out in I prayer. I honestly forgot which episode you did it on. I don't. We've, we've done so many. We're, we're, try, we're trying to squeeze in a lot of recordings right before Christmas break so we don't have to do it virtually uh, over break. And so we've been recording pretty much nonstop for the past couple of weeks. Um, so if, if we're crazy or delusional at any point in these episodes. Well, that's, we were already that way before. Well, yeah. But now we have an excuse <laughs> at least. All right. We can justify our craziness and delusion. For at least now. For at least now. <laughs> anyway. And now we can pray about it. Now we can pray. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you viewers at home stick around with us. Hopefully you find, ho- hopefully you have as much fun listening to these episodes as we do recording them. Uh, 
but if there's nothing else that needs to be said, uh, we're going to go ahead and close out in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for the day that we have, a chance that we have to remember your son who willingly came down to earth, left his position in the, of authority and, and honor in heaven, came down to earth to be born as a man, to live as a man, to walk this earth as a man, to be tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin. Thank you, God, that even through the beatings and the scourgings and the discouragement and the harassment that Jesus received, even from his own family at times, we thank you, God, that he never gave up, that he never quit, that he kept going because he knew it was best for me and it was best for all those others who needed their souls to be saved, which is everyone. Thank you, God, so much for giving us this time to sit and reflect on not only the birth of your son here on earth, but the life that he led, the death that he suffered, but the victory that he won when he rose up from the grave and defeated death and defeated Satan for all time's sake. Thank you, God, so much for giving us the greatest gift of all and for loving us so much that you would be willing to offer it up. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.